0: She used to play hide-and-seek in your backyard. Now, she's getting married in it. So when you see a bear spot, you need something that patches it fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bear spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington has been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete.
1: Hey you
2: Hello, hello, you have reached Make Me Feel It Radio. Yes, you dialed the right number. And tonight we have an adult topic. So I'm going to warn you now, this is a mature conversation amongst adults. So this is not the show for your children. So we're going to give you a second to give them some hugs and kisses and tell them to exit stage left. Now that we got that out the way, again, this is an adult conversation we want to be talking about, so we're asking you to make sure that all children are out of the room or not listening. Now, let's like, time to get this party started, y'all. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about, you already know, we're talking about sex. We're going to give you the lowdown. We're going to give you the ups and downs. We're going to give you the ins and outs. And we're also going to get you to open your mind, think about some things, and we're just going to have a good conversation. So get your good girlfriends, call them up, and say, girl, you need to listen to Stacey because she's talking about sex tonight and you know how my mouth is. For all my Christian people, for all my my people that's holier than thou, I'm going to let you know now, this is not the conversation for you. I told you all this is not your mama's talk radio. This is a movement. But I want my people to be enlightened in all facets of their lives. So if you are not comfortable with talking about sex or if you're not comfortable with listening to people candidly about sex, I suggest you might want to check back in next week because Tonight, we going at. It. All right, now, so we have three other special guests who are all in the GYN practice. I'm going to let them talk more about themselves, but first and foremost, we have some things that we need to talk about. As a movement, I'm going to enlighten you on some things that's going on and some things that I found out. When I was talking last week and we were talking about um, Adopt Your Block, there is um, cleanup. And here in Baltimore, Mayor Stephanie Rollins-Blake, it, she has one every year. So I'm thinking since she already has one, maybe we can start the same day that the city starts. And then we can do it every Saturday. This city, you know, they only going to do it one time. So the flyer that I received, it says, save the date, Mayor Stephanie Rawlings-Blake, spring cleanup, and it's going to be April the 23rd, 2016, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can register by calling 311 if you're in Baltimore, and she Want you to call now so that they can have enough supplies for everyone. So they will supply trash cans, trash bags, um, and they can, they'll drop them off at your neighborhood. We're going to get out. We're going to clean up our neighborhood. We're going to take our city back. We're going to make it look beautiful. If you are a person that plants flowers, this will be your day to get out and plant your flowers. We're going to try to make our city look so much better. Like, I'm so sick and tired of seeing market bags flying down the street. Like, for real, y'all. If you see a market bag flying down the street, y'all pick it up and just throw it in a trash can. Stop playing all the time. All right. So we're going to move on from that because I know y'all don't want to hear me fussing all the time. But we got to do better in our city. And that um, that cleaning up, we're going to work that out. Um, the other thing was some things that I want all my Baltimoreans to think about. Um, in the upcoming weeks. the This is the news um, for this week for Baltimore. Park Heights. Park Heights. All oh, my people from Park Heights. Baltimore is seeking a developer for a major transformation in Park Heights. The mayor is trying to do some wonderful things around the city, despite everything else that she's doing and or not doing. But Park Heights, you guys are getting a transformation. It's coming soon. Governor Larry Hogan, I apologize, budgets more money for education. Hogan on Thursday announced $13.8 million in additional one-time kindergarten through 12th grade funding. That's something to look out for, you guys. At least there's something. there's positive things being done around Baltimore all the time. And I tell you guys all the time that I'm going to do my best to get those positive things out to you so you know what's going on in your neighborhood. For all of my people that are listening that are not from Baltimore, I suggest you get in touch with your local um, government. Get in touch with your mayor's office. Sign up for those um, newsletters from your mayor because they should be coming out on a weekly basis to let you guys know what's going on in your neighborhood. Um. The other thing is Mayor Roland Blake talks to school officers. We already saw what happened on the news. I was disgusted. Po- the police, they have to wear the body cameras. They need to protect themselves, but they also need to protect us because it's too much going on. Um, so those are the notices and announcements for this week, just a few little things that's going on around our city that I want you guys to be aware of and take advantage of. So, again, for the spring cleanup, call 311. They'll give you all the information, and you'll be able to register with them so that um, you can participate. And we're going to try to make this a citywide affair. Uh, the other thing is I go to church all the time, so there's a person that does the notices and announcements. And since I air on Sunday, we're going to do notices and announcements. You know I'm just starting out on my show. So, so notices and announcements, you can contact your girl, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, L Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N-7-7 at com. The price is not high. I want to be able to support all my small business owners, all my people who work by themselves, that make stuff, that create stuff. I want you to be able to get your name out there. So this is your this is your chance. Send me an email. Tell me you want to advertise on the show. We're going to work out a deal and we're going to start letting you advertise. And those are going to be my Sundays notices and announcements. So please feel free to email me. Let me know what you want to do. Tell me about any activities any events you have coming up, and we are going to we are going to keep you updated with all the notices and announcements that's going on in the city. Again, my email address is Stacey, Stacy S T A C Y L is in Larry Ferguson F E R G U S O N seven seven at gmail dot com. And now we are getting ready to get into our show. I have three special guests, one by the name of Courtney, one by the name of Megan, and my other special guest is Stephanie. These are all clinicians that work in the GYN practice. We are here to answer your questions. Oh, yeah, guys, for all of my people that are listening online, we're going to try something today. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to try. So if it doesn't work, that just means I need to go back to my technical support and tell them yay or nay. So all of my people that are listening online, if you have a chat box, see if you can text, see if you can write your questions, and I can get them, and I can read them online. I won't say who is by if you don't want me to, that's fine. Um, and we're going to see if we can talk back and forth to the people that's online. All right, so... Without further ado, we are going to invite Courtney, Megan, and Steph on the line, and then I will ask them some questions so you guys can be better acquainted with your clinicians for the night.
3: Courtney, are you there? I'm here. Good evening. Make me feel it, family. How y'all doing tonight?
2: Hey, Courtney. Okay, we're going to add Stephanie and Megan in awesome. Stephanie, are you there? Yes, I am, ladies. Thank you for joining us tonight We're adding Megan
1: now Hi Hi
2: Megan, how are you? I'm good, this is cool I can hear you all Okay, great That's a good thing all right. First so time now time. we're gonna. To... Okay, who who got all that going on in the background?
1: All
2: right, we we need everybody to pick a quiet place so that the viewers can listen to us.
4: I'm in my new all house. Now. There's nothing going on. All
2: right. <laughs> all right. So we're going to introduce you guys one by one, and we're going to let everyone know what you do. And then you don't have to say where you work. You don't have to give last names. You can just tell what you do. And then i want to start asking you guys questions, and then we're kind of going to do a roundtable of what you guys think about different subjects. So we will start with Megan. So, Megan, what do you do?
4: I'm a family nurse practitioner, but I've been working in women's health family planning for about eight years. So I basically do what your GYN would do.
2: All right. Now, uh, Stephanie, the same question posed to you. Stephanie, what do you do? So I am a women's health nurse practitioner.
5: So my specialty is GYN, everything GYN-related. And I've been practicing for or in the nursing field now for about six years.
2: All right. Now. Courtney, are you there with us?
3: I am here.
2: And this is Doctor Courtney. <laughs> we we would like to know, Courtney, what do you do?
3: I am also a family nurse practitioner working in women's health. I also teach women's health at two different universities, and I've been in nursing for the past nine years now. Wow, that sounds crazy. But yeah, that's me.
2: (laughs) All right, now, so let's get this party started. I'm going to start off real professional with y'all in the beginning, but by the end of the show... You already know what it's going to end up to, a whole bunch of us um, talking about stuff that we need to get off our chest or talking about stuff that we really want to know about but people too scared to ask. So I'm going to be the person that's going to ask all the questions that everybody's scared to ask. Now, let's start with the basics. When should women or how often should women get a gyn visit? And y'all can answer however you don't have, you can
3: just try in. Okay, so I guess <laughs> I'll go ahead. Uh, women should have a GYN visit annually, but they need to make sure that they have the understanding that that doesn't mean someone's going to actually look at their vagina every year. We have guidelines that we follow for STD testing as well as exams, gynecological exams. Um, so that's how we base practice pretty much. But if you're ever having a problem, and by problem I mean you're having more discharge than normal, it's a different color than normal, it stinks, or your vagina itches, then you need to go see your provider.
2: All right. Now, Megan, next question. When, When I go see my provider, what are some do's and don'ts? that you want every every lady to be aware of before we go see our provider? Like, what should we do? What should we not do? Hmm, That's a good question.
4: Um, I think the, the traditional um, recommendation is no sex for 24 hours, don't do anything down there. I personally don't have a problem with that. I've had plenty of people come see me that have obviously had sex very recently recently. Um, the thing is, though, if you having a, <laughs> a problem down there, then do not go and douche right before you come in because I'm not going to be able to see anything under the microscope. So kind of, like, leave it alone. Don't go try to treat yourself before you come see me, okay? Um, and other than that, I can pretty much do everything, whether you're on your period or not, but that kind of depends on, you know, it, it depends. Really heavy flow, that could be a problem you might want to reschedule depending on what you need to have done. Um, but – That's about it.
2: All right. Now, Stephanie. Yes, I'm here. If we think there is a problem, let's say we have a little itching, let's say it's a little red, let's say it smells a little different, and we make an appointment. What are some Possibilities that it may be, and not it could it could be something other than a STD. So, I, if I understand that correctly, the patient is having some issues uh, discharge
5: um, that's red in color, itching, and did you say odor? Yes. So, honestly, Stacey, it can be a number of things, which I think is one of the most important things that we as um, nurse practitioners and as providers need to educate the public on. Um, Mm -hmm. Sexually transmitted infections can have symptoms, but they don't always have to, which is one of the reasons why the name was changed from sexually transmitted disease to sexually transmitted infections, because the word disease implies that the patient is having symptoms when, in fact, 50 to 80 percent of patients May not have symptoms at all of an infection. So it can be anything ranging from a sexually transmitted infection to just a bacteria infection that women get or, you know, yeast infections. So I think it's always best in the patient's best interest to come in and be professional uh, and a professional opinion. One of the things to piggyback also what Megan was saying is it's really important. I understand that a lot of patients have a tendency to try to self treat, which it's great, but you want to keep in mind the time frame. So if you, you know, have a history of having bacteria infections and you think that you have one, and then you, you know, insert a bunch of metro gel into the vagina, when you come in for your exam, it can really, you know, limit what it is that the clinician is able to see. And, again, piggybacking off of what Megan was saying as far as douching, that disrupts almost everything, and then we're not able to really do a thorough exam to properly Identify what's going on, and then the other thing is oh. tampons. A lot of mm-hmm. times, patients will have like excess you know, discharge, and they use a tampon. But when you remove mm-hmm. the tampon, tampon, you're essentially removing everything that it is that we need to, the discharge that we need to see um, what's going on. So it's going back to your original question. It could be almost anything from any sexually transmitted infection, um, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Trichomonas and in addition to bacteria infections that are not sexually or yeast infections that are not sexually transmitted.
2: Okay, great. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Okay, now call us at any time. If you want to push one, if you have a question, feel free. I'm still trying to log on to the live chat online, but it doesn't seem to be working for me. But we're going to keep trying with that. And in the meanwhile, we're just going to keep the conversation going. Now, um, one thing that Megan said that made me think something else is when she said um, don't have sex before you come in for your exam. Please let our listeners know how long sperm stays in the vagina because some people don't know this.
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, it can live up to five days. Um, that's pretty super sperm. Most of it probably lives for maybe about three days. Um, but we'll still see dead stuff for probably up to a week, which isn't a big deal. But, I mean, it just it just depends. But um, the thing is, is if somebody really just had sex and they come in and I'm going to do a swab and I have to go look under the microscope and all I see is moving sperm,
2: <laughs> then it's kind <pretty> of <laughs> in the way of what I'm
4: looking for. So,
2: <laughs> Well, all right now. So we have one caller with a question, so we're going to take this call now. Caller, you are on the air with Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey. Okay, that didn't work. Carla, hey, hey, on the line with the Hey, Angie, how are you? I'm wonderful, Bestie. How are you? I'm great. Do you have a question for the clinician? I do have
4: a question. Yes, I do.
2: Hello, doctors. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey. So my question would be, I have a 12-year-old daughter who is not sexually active, has not started her cycle, um, though I was forewarned that it, it may be coming soon. As a mother, when do I start taking her to get uh her annual visits? And, you know, is it is it something that should only be done for people that's having sex or tell me
3: how to tell me how to help my child in the future. <laughs> okay, mom. So the good news about Marilyn is that you can really just encourage her to take matters into her own hands because here she can see a provider without you in the event that she feels like she needs to for matters related to sexual and reproductive health. I would say as long as you know for certain, I don't know how your relationship is that she's not sexually active, there's no need for anybody to be looking at her vagina. And before the age of 18, we really don't do much during the exam unless they are having a vaginal issue. So it's no real point of oh she needs to go every year now if she's not sexually active. Yeah, I'd like to so jump in on that.
4: I had a a scenario with my um uh, my she's my cousin but she's way younger than me. And my uncle called me all worried that she was having really heavy periods. She according you know had definitely not been having sex. She was probably about 14, and he was concerned that they would have to take her in and do his exam and and all this stuff. And I had to like reassure him that, look, you know, you may want to, if it's a problem for her, if she's having really heavy or painful periods, then it may be worth going on, you know birth control or just checking out what other kind of medication can help with that but we wouldn't have to do any kind of exam unless she was actually having a problem down there and that's pretty much the case is that they can come in whenever you know if they want to just talk to us about you know maybe they're thinking about sex they want to know what else what to look out for or what kind of methods are available we can certainly see them and we don't have to do anything we can just talk to them so um, it's kind of one of those things where you know if there's a problem definitely otherwise it's entirely up to them they don't have to see us and have exam
5: until 21 and i I also i'm sorry i also wanted to chime in and add one of the things that you can do is prevention so we encourage hpv vaccines and i'm not sure if she's up to date on that but that's really important and a lot of people think that the hpv vaccine is to be given once patients are sexually active and that's really not the case is best given you know even before sexual activity so if she's not up to date on her the series of HPV vaccines, that would be something that, you know, she could see the provider about as well.
2: Thank you, ladies. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. I'm glad we could be of service. Have a nice night. I going to continue to listen. Thank you. <laughs> That was a very good question, and I appreciate all my callers because you guys make me feel it. Now, we're (laughs) going to keep this party going, and we're going to ask a few more questions, and then we're going to take some calls, or if you guys have some calls before we finish questions, feel free to chime in. Now, next series of questions are, Next series of questions, I apologize. I'm doing the engineering work. I'm still trying to see if I can chat with people online. It's not working. Um, We're going to keep it going, but in and out I might stutter or stop for a minute. It's just because I'm trying to see if I can talk to people online and still take the phone calls also. Now, next question, and you guys feel free to just chime in, answer as you like. Next question. Okay, well, no. I'm going to make a statement first before I ask the next question. You see, I got a million things going through my head because I got so many questions I ask, I can't even get them together. Now, <laughs> in Maryland, you guys, I need you guys to know this. In the state of Maryland, and I'm just letting you guys know, because I work with people all the time, your children, if from the age of 12 or up, they do not need your permission to get birth control, to be treated for STDs, to whatever whatever GYM services they need, they don't need your permission. This is your opportunity to talk to your children. This is your opportunity to take matters in your own hands. We need, as much as you don't want to talk to them, As much as you saying, oh, I know my child not doing this, that, and the other, it's your child that's the main one that's out here twerking. I need you guys to be responsible. Your children can go get birth control without you knowing. So I need you guys to talk to your children, because even though you call and say, you can't do this, my child is not 18. Oh, yes, we can. In the state of Maryland, your child can get birth control and your child can get treated for STDs. So please talk to your children. Age-appropriate conversation, but talk to your children to see where their head is. See see how much they know. See how much they don't know. I would rather for you give your children information than for them to get it from their knucklehead friends out in the street and get the wrong information. And now they're being seen at the clinic, and now you call calling fussing because your 12-year-old is getting pills or treatment for Trichomonas. So please talk to your children. In the state of Maryland, they don't need you to do this themselves. They can do it themselves. So please talk to them so you know what's going on. Okay, now, next question. We're going to get right into this and we're going to keep this party going. You guys feeling it? Yep. I was going to say, wait yeah. a minute, I was talking to y'all. <laughs>
4: keep
2: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. it <laughs> Okay, are we supposed to be still washing up with soap? Are we
3: supposed to be using summer's Eve? Are we supposed to? Be, what are we supposed to be washing up with, ladies? Comment uh, as I, you will. I hate this question so much because <laughs> my patients come in and they got BV over and over and over again, and they're like, "I'm only using Dove White Ball, or I'm not putting soap down there, or blah 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 blah." So I'm gonna tell you what I thought them. I wash my vagina with soap every day, twice a day, most days, especially if I went to the gym. However, I have a handheld shower head that I thoroughly rinse to my girl out with so that I don't have to get things like BB. I haven't had BB probably since I was a teenager. Like, it doesn't happen to my vagina. I tell people all the time, you don't want to be funky and stinking, So at least put soap in the creases if you ain't putting it between the middle. I wouldn't put the soap in the inside of my vagina because in my mind, I think it's going to burn really bad, so I just don't do it. However, I do soap up my girl when rinse off because I don't want to be smelling like a hot box. I tell people, don't use Summer Eve, don't use Vegisil. Your vagina was not meant to smell like roses and flower fields. It's not. Like your eyeballs, your vagina traditionally cleans itself out. However, don't be sweaty and funky.
4: So I'll I'll add on to that. Well, right now. Um, So that is true. I always say, you know, you can go between the inner and the outer loops, and you can go all around your thigh. I try to explain that generally where you're sweating is not coming from inside the vagina. Everybody thinks if there's a smell, it must be coming from, like, inside, like there's something growing in there. And true, if there is something that smells horrible coming from the inside of the vagina, then we already know there's a problem. But in general, when people are sweaty – it is under their arms, and it's like where the leg connects to the, you know, like your trunk, you know, it's, it's not coming from the vagina. So you can scrub your thighs, and you can spray stuff, and you can put powder on your thighs all you want to, you know. But when it comes to the vagina, use gentle soap only on the outside. You can, you know, yeah, get the creases. Of course, that's important. But where the vagina gets wet, the wet part, the inside the inner lips, they don't need to go in there with anything. And then I go on to explain why, which is that, Our body has good bacteria in all kinds of places, and one of them is inside the vagina. And that bacteria it's called lactobacilli, to get all technical, but it secretes lactic acid. And the reason why the vagina stays healthy is because it is acidic. So when it is a certain pH, then bad bacteria can't grow. So the problem is, is when we get in there with soap or water or really anything, you are killing, washing away that good bacteria. And then your little acid factory that was, you know, keeping things in check is gone. And then bad bacteria can take over or yeast can take over, and that's when everybody has problems. And I have repeated this spiel probably a million times, so forgive me.
5: And then also fine, this you is are... go ahead, Steph. Oh,
2: so
5: I was just going to. Talk, speak to what Courtney and Megan said a little bit. So, like Courtney was saying, it's really on an individual basis, it's a case by case basis. Some patients use, you know, Victoria's Secret body wash and they don't have any issues. The concern is for the women who are repeat or, you know, re- recurrently getting bacteria vaginosis, and that's kind of where we try to hone in and try to figure out what is it that's causing the bacteria vaginosis to recur in you. And for some women, it can be, you know, they're in, that they're disrupting that normal uh, flora in the vagina or that they're, you know, using some of the hygiene products like Summer's Eve or Vagisil. Uh But for a lot of women, they use soap down there, and it's not like Megan said and Courtney said, of course not going inside the vagina, but just on the outside, and they don't have any issues. It's really, we try to narrow in on patients who re- have recurrent bacterial vaginosis to figure out how it is that so we can help them and then to try to help them identify things that may be triggering it in them.
2: Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. I guess I'm the only person that have questions, and I guess I'm just going to speak on everybody. So whatever questions pop in my head, I'm just going to ask because I guess nobody else has questions tonight. And I and I guess I'm sorry for the people that's online. This isn't working, so Maybe you can pick up your phone and push one, and then you can talk to us. So make me feel it ready, yo. This is your host, Stacey. We have clinicians Courtney, Megan, and Stephanie as our special guests. Feel free. No question is a dumb question. We are here to help you. Whatever your problem is, whatever you need, whatever you need us to clarify for you, let me know. We're here for you. I told you, this is not your mama's talk show. This is a movement. So we're going to keep this party going. Next question, is there a such thing as too much sex? Like, does your vagina need to heal? Does your vagina need to breathe? Or can we just keep it popping every day? Well, um, I'll start off with that. Um,
4: (laughs) It it, it is a very personal thing. Um, I think it depends on the partners. Well, Okay. Yes. The, the, the quick answer is yes, you can have sex as much as you want until it, you know, becomes a problem. Your vagina is made for that. We are made to reproduce. So your vagina can handle a lot. And and I think there's this myth that people that have too too much sex are loose, which is ridiculous. The vagina is actually a muscle. And you can strengthen that or not strengthen it. And it has nothing to do with how much sex you have. So that is a big old myth. And, you know, same with after you have kids, you're not ruined or anything like that. Um, But in terms of things why you wouldn't want to have sex maybe for a little while, Um, everyone's body is different. So some guys are larger, some girls are smaller just by nature. And, you know, some girls get wetter than others. And, you know, Condoms can also um, actually cause more irritation, whether it be because of an allergy or just because they disrupt kind of the natural lubricant. Not saying not to use condoms. Condoms are extremely important, but people need to use lubricant with them because, it, you know, the the natural lubricant that your body makes, it dries out faster when you're using condoms. So pretty much I think everyone should have a bottle of lube by their bed, but um, especially if they're using condoms. Um, And so the reason to maybe... Give it a break. (laughs) Do you want me to go into those, or does somebody else want to add?
2: I would say however y'all feel, keep it flowing. We want to hear all the ins and outs. So give us a few reasons why or if, what symptoms or what are the signs that we need to chill for a minute.
4: Okay. So definitely, you know, like deep pain with sex, Um, pain that, you know, makes you feel like, you know, it's Like, there's something called PID, pelvic inflammatory disease. And that is in which you are having pretty much severe pain with sex. And that is, that's the number one big problem. um, Go in. Usually you're going to have lots of discharge. You um, could possibly have a fever without it. Well, that's a definite. Um, other things, if there's any kind of sores like, you know, really red, swollen, anything like that, um, come in and see us. Um That's
2: all I got. <laughs> all right.
5: So I don't think that um there is a such thing as too much sex. As long as it's, you know, consensual and is there's no issue there. There is an issue if you have too much unprotected sex and your partner ejaculates in you because again going back to the bacterial vaginosis as Megan was saying the vagina is naturally acidic sperm is a base and so repeated acts of ejaculation into the vagina some women prone to bacterial vaginosis so sometimes you just need to you know take a step back give your body a little bit of time your vagina a little bit of time just to Re, like re-acidify, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. So, but outside of that, I can't really think of anything. Like Megan well, was I saying, have this, a question, you know,
4: have you guys heard of the term honeymoon vaginosis? No, no what I a, know. What, like I guess, yeah, I I love that term because. I guess a lot of times when people come back from their honeymoons, I guess we traditionally think they haven't had sex and they're having tons of sex. So it got this nickname that bacterial vaginosis was honeymoon vaginosis because they're coming back from having tons of sex and their vagina is (laughs) not, you know, equipped for that. So they end up with BV and I thought that was like fabulous. So I tend to ask my girls that have frequent BV. I'm like, and a lot of times I tell people that are trying to get pregnant or that just, I don't know, they're lucky and they're getting lots of sex. I'm like, It could be a problem. So in that case, you really probably should be be using condoms. But there are some lucky folks out there that can have sex five times a day and never get BV, and good for them. (laughs) But I generally say that the more more you're doing with your vagina, you know, the more problems there can be. So if you're doing a lot of sex, then you definitely can't be douching, and you're sitting in a tub and getting soap and water all up in there and everything else. You know, so it's almost like if you're doing more of one thing, then make sure you're really not causing any problems in any other areas.
2: All right,
3: Courtney, you still
2: with
3: us? I'm still here, but I don't have any input oh. on the too much sex thing. I don't think it's a question <laughs> because I'll be having a whole lot of problems. But I'm gonna just leave that right there. Okay, okay, <laughs> all
2: right. So at one of um at one of our staff meetings um we were given samples of a menstruation cup. I don't know what the real word for it is, but it's like a, a rubber Daisy cup. cup. Daisy cup. Was it
3: called? Diva? It's a diva,
2: diva, cup. Cup. diva
3: cup. Diva
2: cup. Diva cup. Diva cup. Okay. So, it's a rubber cup. You fold it, you push it into your vagina when you have when you're on your period, it kind of suctions to your uterus or pelvis wall? you okay, I don't know the technical. <laughs> thank you. And so all of your period blood goes into the cup. And so it's, it's supposed almost to like take a, a cervical of. All right. Like, say a second and do you. <laughs>
4: okay. So, so basically, okay, if, if you're in the medical field and, Stephanie, and you, it, it's like – It is a container, but the vagina is a muscle. So, and they even say, I I use them, um, but they even say on the label that it might take a couple of cycles until, like, you kind of got it with your body. Because everyone, well, first of all, let's talk about, has anybody felt their cervix and they know what that is, all right? It's something that feels like your nose. It's in the back of the vagina. Some tilt forward. Some tilt back. Some tilt to the side. Um, Everyone's vagina is a little bit different, and they all tilt a different way. But you can feel it, and it's extremely important for people that do have um, IUDs for them to check their strings because that's where the strings come out of. So you have like your vagina and then there's the cervical canal that goes up into the uterus. All right. So it's, if you're sitting on the toilet <laughs> and you, like, bear down, all right, then it becomes really easy to feel. And the vaginas are really only about three inches long. So really you can probably feel it by sticking your finger in there about two inches. And don't be scared to put fingers in the vagina. You need to know what is going on right. in there, and I don't your know fingers where in that can. there And
2: feel in there see what's going on. We need exactly. you to put your fingers in there. <laughs> Become one with yourself. <laughs> Exactly. You should be able to and, see your vagina in a lineup and know that that's your vagina.
4: You should because you don't I'm know sorry, if there's something ahead. wrong if you don't know what it looks like healthy. Exactly. Very good point. Okay, go ahead. So so anyway, this cup, it basically, it does kind of have suction, but it basically fits around the cervix. So the cervix kind of pops out like your nose, right? And so this little cup fits right around it, and they have two different sizes. I do not work for them. I just really love the product. Um, and the one is for... Um, women that are under 30 and have not had a kid, and another one is for women that are over 30 or have had a kid, and sadly, I'm one of those that have not had a kid, but I am over 30, so it is true. You've ever that, just gravity. Things change, so um, it's a little bit bigger, and um, uh, it fits right in there, and it is fabulous. I love it. Like, for people that have really heavy flows, uh, where tampons, like, they are they can, you know, leak and you have problems, this doesn't happen like that. Um, I mean, it does take a little to get it used to, um, but it's really good for, you know, people that are sports players and or whatever, you know, the tampons sometimes, like, are too long, and everyone's vagina is different. So, there's different tampons, like OBs and, and um, Tampax, and OBs are kind of shorter. So, for people that have longer vaginas, sometimes um from shorter vaginas or longer next to their cervix they can have problems with the the tampons so it's just another option nobody has to use it you know but i think it's one of those things that a lot of women don't know about and people you know we haven't come out with new period technology in probably 50 years so there's you know some things coming on the market we got we got cups we got period underwear we have all kinds of new things out there. I try to stay up to date so I know what my patients are possibly buying, but these are some things that I actually think are good in not causing more problems.
2: And
5: you about, say the, the good thing about the Diva Cup or the like is that they can, this is a question I get often from patients who have IUDs, like Megan was saying. Uh, they often ask if it's if they're appropriate candidates for the Diva Cup, and the answer is yes. The most important thing is that they have to be really mindful. It's not that the Diva Cup, the suction that it creates. Some people think that the suction that the the suction from the Diva Cup will dislodge the IUD, which is not correct. It's, what happens is oftentimes in the process of patients trying to remove the Diva Cup, they're not as mindful as they should be, and they'll accidentally pull those strings. So, people with iud's can still use the diva cup or similar devices they just have to be really mindful not to pull the strings when they remove the device yeah and
4: that can be the same with tampons but yeah the diva cup has like a little tip on it and that's what you pull so don't go all up in there thank
2: you very much okay now courtney We're going to ask you to please, if you could, give us a few of the birth control methods that are out there. Because I know, like, before I started working in this field, I had no idea how many birth control methods were out there. I just know, you know, you got the pill, you got, you know, the death. And kind of, that was as far as I knew. So please enlighten us on a few or the variety of birth control pill or birth control devices we have, and how do we differentiate one from the other?
3: Okay, well, I'll give you my birth control spiel because I know it by heart and it'll give you all the methods really quickly. So, <laughs> at the bottom of the list, you have pill patch and ring, all 91% effective, meaning nine and out of 10, 91%. 91% effective, meaning that 9 out of – is it 9 out of 10? No, I'm not saying that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And that's with normal me. use. So, yeah, there are some miracle women that can take everything perfectly.
3: But with normal use, it's you're pretty, it's about 91%. Yeah, with typical use – We won't even say how effective it is. So pill, (laughs) passion, ring, I usually say steer clear of unless you're really good at taking birth control, may want a baby soon, and don't want anything long-term. Then you have the ring, I mean the depo, which is 94% effective. Um, The reason why the effectiveness goes up a little more is big because it requires us, a clinician, to do something to you every three months, so four times a year. Then you move mm-hmm. to the long-term or mm-hmm. the contraceptive methods or LARCs. And in that category, you have the implant or Nexplanon, which lasts for three years. It goes in your arm. It's placed in the office by a clinician. You can take it out at any time if you want to get pregnant before the three years and your fertility will return within 14 days. And then you have your two IUDs, or now three, if you want to include Scala, which is the three-year IUD. Then you have Morena, which is the five-year IUD, and you have Perigard, which is the 10-year IUD. The difference between Scala and Morena compared to Perigard is that Perigard is non-hormonal. It's just made out of copper, and copper kills sperm, so you don't get pregnant for 10 years. Um, the advantage of using a moreno or a Scala over a Paragard is losing your period, which some women enjoy. Other women like to have it every month. I don't know why, but if that's you, <laughs> Paragard would be the better solution. Okay, and when you, see, when you
2: say IUD, what exactly is that?
3: So IUD is an intrauterine device. Meaning that we insert it on the other side of your cervix, which is where a baby will live. Now, contrary to popular belief, IUDs do not travel through your stomach up to your lungs and all the other (laughs) foolishness you may see on the Internet. It goes in your uterus. Yes, there are times when the uterus is penetrated. This usually takes place on placement. However, the uterus is a very strong muscle, and it heals the same way anything else in your body does. So even though you may need a procedure to get it removed, if that does unfortunately happen to you, um, it's not the end of the world. And Okay. Mm Okay.
5: One of the, the newer IUDs on the market is the Liletta, which is, um, like Courtney was saying, it, it does have hormones like the Mirena and the Skyla. One of the, the biggest benefits of the Liletta is that it is um, more affordable than the other devices. So for women who are uninsured or underinsured, uh, have perfect, you know, insurance but does, does not have contraceptive coverage, that will be a great device for uh, patients going elsewhere, like outside of the public health, you know, clinics. So the Lyletta is the newer one on the market. is good for three years, like the Skyla. Uh, but by the time it's due to be removed in five in three years, it'll probably be probably be approved for up to five years. So it's a, a great alternative as well. I don't think a lot of places have it yet, but um, everyone, pretty much everyone, should be getting it soon.
4: Yeah, I thought it was just like oh. Morina, five years, but I might totally be wrong. <laughs>
3: no, eventually, but, yeah, no, you know, eventually it, will it will be five. It's the same amount of medication okay. as Morina, but so that they could get it on the market, they just settled Got for doing it, it for three years.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Okay, but yeah, I always kind of consider it. I mean, yes,
4: it is cheaper, but it's it's kind of like a generic version of Morina. So, but yes, very true though. For people that that cannot get coverage for that, it is a it is a great
2: thing. Okay. All right, guys. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get my people to chat with me, but it's not working. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. So, what we're going to do is we're going to keep this party going, and and I'm going to talk to the person, the technical person, because we're going to need to figure out how I can talk to my people. I need to be able to talk to my people online. (laughs) Okay. So, um, We're going to keep going Next question To my favorite clinicians And I'm so happy for y'all to be on the show Now any thoughts Things or businesses you have um, Going on that you want to promote At this time
3: No nothing for me I'm just working hard for the man <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right <laughs>
2: All right, name, so. all right. And Megan, anything um, going on on the I, side? I I I,
4: I kind of do cakes on the side, but I just got a new house, so that the cake thing is not happening right now. But um, I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted.
2: Okay, deal. So we'll keep Megan. <laughs> um. And our mind if we need to order some cakes. And Megan does very beautiful cakes. She's very creative. Um, and the cakes <laughs> are delicious. Um, now, so we're going to keep the party going. And I'm still trying to connect. So excuse me for uh, my people that I keep stopping and starting. But I'm trying to do my best to keep you guys on online, making sure that you guys can talk to me. All right, so that's something we're going to put on our to-do list to, so that you guys can talk to me and I can continue to talk to you guys. All right, so keep the show going. Next question. And we just going to put it out there. Are we supposed to be having anal sex or not?
3: It's all up to you and your anus. If that's what your anus wants to allow to happen, <laughs> then go for it. Very good the point. Most,
6: yeah.
5: The most important thing is that if you're if you're gonna do it, you want it to be safe. So with that being said, you want to make sure that you're well lubricated. And some people have a tendency to um, buy products like Anal Ease, which has like a numbing agent in it, and so. It can be a benefit, but it can also um,
2: it can also numb you to the point that you that you don't
5: that you're not able to
3: that you don't know you need, don't, need more lube.
5: Yeah,
2: and
3: then yeah, so, so damage.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I would say the whole oh. anal sex thing. <laughs> I, I just try to tell
4: my patients that look, there is there. Well, I'm also totally not religious, so maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe some people have some issues there. But seriously, like, whatever, do what you want to do, do you. It's cool as long as it's consensual and everything like that. But it is not quite as durable as the vagina. Um, It it is more likely to tear. You're more likely to have bleeding. It's more because it doesn't have natural lubricant. So you really need good lube. And silicone lube is probably the best thing for that because it doesn't just kind of Um, evaporate the way water-based lube does but for the vagina water-based lube is definitely the better option but so silicone lube be relaxed go slow don't do it if you don't want to um if you do want to great but if you ever you know there are things like internal hemorrhoids and stuff that can happen so you know try to not make that super rough because it, it, the the anus can't quite handle it the way the vagina can. But um, is it going to cause any serious problems or any of those crazy myths out there true? Absolutely not. Do what you want to do as long as it
3: feels good. Just use lube. I've also heard that uh, drinks and extra virgin olive oil can help too. I don't know how true it is, but that's what I hear these days.
4: I've heard olive oil on the vagina as well for people that are very irritated. So, hey, it's plant-based, good stuff.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you very much, very much, very much. Okay, y'all, now, I'm going to pause for a second because, for one thing, my computer, I don't know what it's doing, but it is not where I'm supposed to be. I apologize for the break. Casey, I
4: just want to give the the public service announcement mm-hmm. as much as anal sex is totally cool, um even though you can't get pregnant, you still got to use condoms because you're actually a little bit more susceptible to HIV with um anal sex because it is um more like To It is not, you know, a huge thing, but a lot of people think, oh, I don't have to worry about getting pregnant, so whatever. No, condoms are still extremely important, even for anal sex, if you do not, you know, if you have not gone and got tested together or if you do not trust this person.
3: I also recommend condoms because I think that it's messy, and I don't know what male (laughs) would want to put his penis in that trap and not have it covered with something. Hey, That's just me and there's my mind.
4: people that like everything, Courtney. <laughs> no,
3: thank you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Some like it messier. You know, it's a weird world. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <El, El. laughs>
2: yeah. All right, guys. We, I'm still fooling with this computer while I'm talking, y'all. I'm sorry, because I can't get back to the regular screen to see if I have callers or not. This thing that took me somewhere, I don't know how to get back. So we're going to just keep talking until I figure it out. Now. We can do that. <laughs> anything that I did not ask that you guys want to say or need to say? or I wanted to uh, speak to what I think the first question we
5: started, we opened up with was how often women should, you know, get their, you know, GYN exams. And so. Mm-hmm. A major portion of the G-line exam is a pap smear, which is a screening for cervical cancer. The recommendations have changed, so I think that as providers, we need to educate patients on that. A lot of women think that pap smears are screenings for gonorrhea, chlamydia, for sexually transmitted infections, when in fact, it really is just one part of the annual exam, or well, one part of the well-woman exam. So. A pansmere does not cover everything. Oftentimes patients come into the office and it's like, oh, you know, I had a new sex partner, I need a PASMERE, and that's not what you need. You may need STI screening, but you don't necessarily need a smear. That's once every three years in women who are um, – so the recommendations vary, but the the major point is that a PASMERE is not something you get that screens for sexually transmitted infections. It's only screening for cervical cancer or precancerous you know, changes to the cervix. So that's the biggest part of the, the, the PAP smear. Yes. And oh, one right. other thing I'd like Thank to add you so is, much. sorry, Come on.
4: go ahead. Sure. <laughs> no, no. For um, women that do not sleep with men, um, so a lot of people think, well, if they're not sleeping with men, then they don't need to get the PAP test. Well, the thing is, is that um, we, it's not. The 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 virus that causes cervical cancer or at least the cause of cervical cancer in the vast majority of cases and the virus that you can be um, protected against the two most common strains by getting the HPV vaccine, it can be spread even from fingers. All right. So um, or toys. So people, women that even if they've never been with a guy. Um, they could, you know, from one girl's hand in her vagina to your vagina or a toy from her vagina to her vagina, um, you know, could spread that. All right. So it is also important for women that even have not been with men to still get a pap at 21 and we have teeny tiny speculum. So if that's a concern, we will work that out, all right? It does, you know, even if you've never had real, like, penile penetration or you're just not one of the ones that gets penetration, and, and we can figure it out, all right? So just, um, you know, everybody needs it, even if they're not sleeping with men.
2: Thank you very much. And we have a caller, and I'm back to business. Woo, woo. You're on Make Me Feel yeah. Radio. So I'm going to take the next caller and see what we have here. Carla, you're on the line with Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey. How may I help you? Hello. Hello, Carla. last three digits, 349.
3: Hey, Stacey. How you doing? How you doing? Hi. How are you today? I'm I'm doing pretty good,
1: you know. No, I would like to hear the connection. I would like to hear the connection Talk about, you know, the sex on man on man sex, you know. If they can give me some advice, what, what kind of advice do you need? No, just the specific facts. You know, if it's easier to
5: catch, I mean, you know, just the facts on it. You know, is it bad or you know, there's different things. Never
2: bad. Sorry, it's the name stop. of this show is make me feel it. So as long as you're feeling it and they're feeling it,
4: <laughs> then well, it's all yeah, good.
2: So, caller,
4: are we talking about concerns for, you know, STDs from, you know, um, uh, putting the penis in a anus versus a vagina?
5: Sure, why not?
4: Okay. So, well, um, you're not going to get someone pregnant, so that's a benefit, right? Um, <laughs> but
6: no,
4: no, no. <laughs> we, we are coming around with, right now, in terms of um, HIV transmission, if You know, in terms of the various things that that a guy and guy could do, um, anal sex is the one that being on the receiving end, you are probably the most likely to get it. But that also means that the person has to have HIV and depends on their viral load and various other things. So, I mean, in general, we always recommend if you have not been tested or you do not trust that person or, you know, yeah, you definitely need to be using condoms. But in terms of any – and the reason why is that the – there is a more of a surface area in the anus for HIV to get in, and that's how it works. Um, whereas the person on the the giver, the pitcher, whatever, um, they can the the virus only has the area around like the urethra where they you know. So it's a surface issue difference. So unfortunately, people that are um, bottoms or the receiver are have a higher risk, but it does not mean that it you know it. it I used to work for an HIV hotline, and I can't exactly remember, but um, I do think it's probably at least 50% higher. But still, the person has to have HIV, all that. Um, and the chances of getting HIV through one unprotected sex is not nearly as high with chlamydia or gonorrhea, which we need to worry about more. But, of course, HIV is scary and uncurable, so everyone should always be using condoms if possible. One of
5: the, one of uh, the things that is available to patients is something called PrEP which is pre exposure prophylaxis. Uh and essentially what it is is a medication that patients take every day and it decreases the likelihood of them contracting the virus. Uh so that's something that's relatively new, um, but it's been shown to be, you know, highly effective. So that's something that's out there for patients as well. It's and it's not it, just for is um, it
3: covered by your insurance? That it depends I'm on not- the insurance.
4: <laughs> We're trying. <laughs>
3: And even but if it's not covered even if it's not covered by your insurance, there are a lot of organizations, especially here in Baltimore City, that would provide it, probably on a sliding and scale basis or free to no cost, such as Chase Rexon or um the clinic at Hopkins. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and that's,
4: that's and a I very
3: new
1: development. And one more question. And you're your mission um
3: um annually, what is it called again?
4: Anal Silicone ease. is
3: the best. And you can mix Bilicone. it with the anal ease. Anal ease. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you, you know. Where are you from with this? Thank you for calling and
2: yeah. make mm-hmm. me feel the radio. Yeah, see yeah, i work on Monday. <laughs> Bye, <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> we love our audience. Now, there are a lot of resources out here for you guys. Um right here in Baltimore um at Okay, so we know that the clinic 1515 has a stigmatism in Baltimore City. For all of our older people, we know if you are burning, you go to 1515. They are trying to revamp their image. Um so that it's not just for STDs. They have family planning. They have healthy teens and younger. Dogs. They have. I'm sorry. No, they have. Um, they have a LGBTQ. Did I say that right? Um, good day there. Well, they um, every everyone is welcome. Um, so whether you're going for STDs, whether you're going just to get. Test it, um, whether you need a birth control, whether you need a pregnancy test. If you already know that you have an STD and you need treatment, feel free to call them. Um, I have a flyer for them also. So feel free if you need that information. If they are a GYN practice, but they cater to everyone in our community, men, women, children, transgender, We don't care. If you need to get testing, if you need to get HIV testing, we need you to get tested. I'd rather you be safe than sorry. You need to find out what your status is. So there are a lot of um, resources right here in Baltimore that some of them are, if you are low income, if you don't have any income, it does not matter. If you have insurance, It does not matter. There are plenty of resources right here in Baltimore City that can help you with with whatever you need. Um, So we're going to. And there's another another one on the other side of town. Yeah, so on West Baltimore, it is 650 West. um, On East Baltimore, it's 620 North Carolina they are more than just STD testing. Yes, if you have an STD and you need to get treatment by all means, feel free to go. But there are so many other things that they have that caters to our our neighborhood, to our community. They have so many resources there. So, reach out to people if you need it. Feel free to send me an email and I can connect you to um the resources if you need. My email is stacy S T A C Y. The letter L is in Larry Ferguson, F E R G U S O N seven seven at gmail dot com. If you need resources, please feel free to email me and I can connect you to those resources. Um, if, we have another call. Say, say, I'm sorry. There's also ahead. dental. Nope. There's dental and immunization. Absolutely. As well. Yes, there is dental. Low income, <laughs> no income. You can get your dental work done. Immunization, for all of you people out there that still have the school calling you saying your child cannot come back until you get them immunized, call them. They can help you with that. 620 North Carolina Street, 1515 West North Avenue. If you need to send me an email, send me an email. I'll give you a telephone number. I'll link you up with whoever you need to um, link up with. But there are so many resources out here. So we're going to take another caller and we're going to keep this party going. Hello. Hello. This is Stacy and Make Me Feel It Radio. You're on the line. How may I help you? Hello, ladies. How are you tonight? We're great. We're great. How are you? I'm pretty good.
5: I wanted to go back and touch on um, a few things about bacterial vaginosis. Um, now mm-hmm. I know in the past. Um, I would like to know if bacterial vaginosis is a sexually transmitted disease because I know that trick at one time, trichomonas at one time was not labeled as a sexually transmitted disease. It was just a form of bacteria. So could you kind of like um, inform me on if bacteria, if bacterial vaginosis, trick. Trichomonas and chlamydia and um, gonorrhea are they part of? Are they all bacteria? And what different? What what's the difference between? You know, why why is chlamydia gonorrhea uh, classified as an STI versus uh, bacterial vaginosis and yeast? So one of the biggest things is that bacteria. So bacterial vaginosis can be sexually transmitted. So for a, from female to male it's not, but for women who have, you know, same sex partners, it can be trans- transmitted from female to female. So if a woman has bacterial vaginosis and has female partners, that's one of the situations where we recommend treating a partner. But outside of that for males it's treatment of males isn't supported. Um, and then what was the other the other part of the question? I, I was I was asking was are they all forms of bacteria? Are they all pretty much related? Chlamydia, gonorrhea, um, bacteria I, vaginosis,
2: yeah. and trichomonas. So oh, they oh, are oh, uh, okay. oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
4: ma'am. it's okay. Just um, trick is actually not a bacteria. Well. It is a single-celled organism. So it's uh-huh. kind of like when back in, you know, chemistry, you look at pond, water, or maybe only I did because I live in Western Maryland. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the, the little things that have tails and move around, um, like amoebas, uh, so they're single-celled organisms. So they're actually more of a parasite, um, whereas bacteria is something that it, it can't move. It, you know, it's it's – so – Okay, so chlamydia, gonorrhea, Mm -hmm. and bacterial vaginosis are all bacteria, but trick is in a different category. I consider that more of a a parasite. It's actually a single-celled organism. Now, all of them can be sexually transmitted, but the thing is is that trick,
2: chlamydia, and gonorrhea can live in penises,
4: but bacterial vaginosis cannot. So that's why it can actually be a sexually transmitted disease
2: between two women,
4: but there's nowhere for it to live in men.
5: So that's the main difference. All right. And yeast, as far as yeast, yeast is not considered STI, correct? It's
4: not, but some men can get yeast infections. The thing is, yeast is in our environment everywhere so whether you know you can never have had sex and end up with a yeast infection so it's but you know it is a possibility that if you if you're both itching you and your partner are both itching especially (laughs) if the male is (laughs) (laughs) is uncircumcised there's more area for them to kind of get little penile yeast infections then right you know get get him treated as well
5: okay all right thank you so much and thank you stacy for making me feel it all right, now, thank you for calling. And the last thing about, about Trick, the last interesting thing about Trick is the caller was just saying that it doesn't always have to be sexually transmitted. The thing is, is that when we see it, most times it is. Uh, but Trick can live outside of the body uh, for up to 45 minutes. So there have been, you know, rare situations where patients or people have been known to, you know, get infected with, you know, hot tubs and sharing towels and things of that nature, but that's very rare.
2: The majority of the time it is actually transmitted. All right, so right now we are going to take a commercial break because, you know, we got to pay some bills. And, again, if you would like to advertise or make me feel at radio, feel free to call Stacy or email me at StacyLFerguson77gmail.com. We're going to take a commercial break, and we will be right back, guys.
7: Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we heal the mind, body, and soul. Join us every month break. To totally Whole with Dr. Rosemary Cook and Pastor Bridget as they discuss issues related to spirituality and mental health with emphasis on wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. Get Your Money Right Tuesdays on Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show is the tool you need to develop a healthy relationship with your money and financial legacy. Every Thursday is a treat as we mix it up. On the first Thursday of the month, it's Total Empowerment with Angela Hart, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out. The second Thursday of the month is Relationship Talk on One Love, One Connection, One Up with Rev. Arlene Cahet and Harvey L. Bailey, as they give you practical advice for creating a spiritual union to have the relationship you want. Call in with your relationship questions. Calling all brothers on the third Thursday of the month, it's the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. It's a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. When there is a fourth Thursday in the month, we have the Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. Every Friday, let's talk love, sex, and nutrition with sexual wellness coach Bondria Walters, and sex enthusiast, Lakia Lana. The hottest sexual health and wellness and nutrition show around. This is for the grown and sexy. Listen at your own risk. If you don't know, now you know. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. It's the best in entertainment, education, and talk radio.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Make Me Feel It Radio. Thank you to all my callers who called in with questions. We are going to keep the show going. Um, I see a lot of people called in today. I really appreciate that. I'm sorry I couldn't connect with my online viewers, but then that just means you got to pick up the phone and call me. If you need to call in, it is 646- Nine two nine zero six three zero, and we're going to go back to our special guests and have them come on. One of our special guests, I want to be mindful of her time. um Stephanie has to leave us, but I wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for imparting all your wisdom. And we appreciate all the support and the love on Make Me Feel It Radio. So we know you have to go, but anything you want to say before you
5: leave? I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity, and I wanted to say thank you to all the listeners. And that's it. I'm out.
7: Love you you so much,
2: Stephanie. Good night, y'all. Good night, night, darling. All right, so we still have Courton and Courtney. We still have Courtney and Megan who gonna ride with us till the end. We still have 45 minutes to go. You're on Make Me Feel It Radio. You're talking to your host Stacey, and we're gonna continue with the show. Okay, ladies. Now, now we got 45 minutes left. Now it's time to get to the explicitness of Make Me Feel It Radio. You know it's called Make Me Feel It for a reason because we want (laughs) you to feel what we're talking about. Now, so, we want to include everyone in our conversation. We, We know that, you know, some people don't feel really comfortable with talking about gay sex or lesbian sex or what have you. But I'm here For a reason It might make you feel uncomfortable But you never know When you may have to talk about it It may be someone in your family Who has not come out yet There may be your child Who you have no idea So I at least want you to have some tools So that you just don't freak out Run screaming for the hills Oh lord what I'm going to do now We want you to be calm we want you to relax and just breathe and whatever the circumstances is, we want you to be knowledgeable so that you know how to respond, what information to give. We know we want you to know that there are
6: resources
2: out that can help you talk to your children, your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, instead of being freaked out about them. Because they're going to be who they're going to be, whether you like it or not. You might as well go ahead and accept them, form your little bond with them, and ride this thing with them. They're going to need you more than ever. So for our LGBTQ community, if you have some questions, you see we don't say anyone's name on the show. We don't call you out. We're here to love you. We're here to embrace you. We're here to show you that this is a movement. I'm trying to change some minds around here. So if you have any questions, feel free. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you do in your bedroom and who you do doing with. I just need you to be informed. So if there's a question that you have that we have not talked about, I need you to call and say, I would want to remain anonymous. I don't really care because I'm not going to say it anyway. But ask your question. This is your platform. Don't be scared. If we haven't touched on it, I need everybody's voice to be heard. So, questions, feel free to call in, 646-929-0630. Or you can email me, StacyLFerguson77 at com. Since this isn't working, if you want to shoot me an email, my email is always open. Shoot me an email. I'll still ask your question. You'll get your question answered online. Now, getting back to this sex thing, y'all, so Courtney and Megan, when you see people at the clinic and they do have a sexually transmitted disease, we're just gonna give an example. Let's just say they have chlamydia what what take us through the process what do you as a clinician what do you look at? How do you treat it? What is the typical treatment? Or what are what are the signs that say, okay, if, if it feels like this or if it looks like this, then it could be this. If it looks or feels like this or if you see lesions or if you see this, then okay, maybe it's this. So I know it's a broad question. I know there are a lot of things that it could be, but for the person that's in the house, That got something going on down there, but scared to call in or scared (laughs) to
7: ask questions. This is for
3: that person. Okay, so I'll I'll take females, and I'll let Megan handle the males. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With female patients, when it comes to things like gonorrhea and chlamydia, they typically don't have symptoms, typically, unless it's to a point where they've had it for a while, and now it's to a point where it's getting bad, where they're having, like, pain during sex. Or when I do an exam, I see mucopurulent drainage coming from their cervix or their cervix is red and beefy and just looks infected to me. At that time, I'd go ahead and treat them for either pelvic inflammatory disease or treat them for gonorrhea and chlamydia based on the severity of their symptoms. Now, the treatment for gonorrhea and chlamydia, well, for chlamydia itself is one gram of azithromycin, which is an antibiotic that we typically have on hand in clinic. And if they have gonorrhea or you're treating for both infections, you just add um, a dose of ceftriaxone, 250 milligrams, which you give either in their butt or their arm and a muscle that absorb it. And then they'd be healed unless they go ahead and have unprotected sex with their partner again. We typically advise that there's no unprotected sex between them and their partner until at least a week after that partner has been treated as well. So more often than not, I see trichomonas in clinics. If we're talking STIs, then I do gonorrhea and chlamydia. Because trichomonas, I can take a swab, look under the microscope, and confirm right then and there that it is trichomonas. Now, clinics that specialize in STIs can diagnose you with gonorrhea, chlamydia, that day because they do special brain staining that we don't necessarily do in our clinic, but people do do. We typically treat based on symptoms or based on stories. So if you come in and tell me, oh, my partner said we have chlamydia, I'm going to go ahead and treat you for chlamydia. I may also go ahead and treat you for gonorrhea if you're not 100% sure that that's what they said. Or well, I have patients who come in and say, my partner went to the hospital yesterday and they gave him a shot and four pills. Well, guess what, darling? Today you're getting a shot and four pills. I'm going to test you, but I'm also going to treat you today. That way when the test can come back, I don't have to track you down to find you. You're already treated and not just be calling to inform you that your test came back positive.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Megan, and
3: for our
4: so, so Okay, so for guys, it's actually more common for them to have symptoms. So with men, if you are burning when you pee, get to the doctor, all right? That is not normal. If there is anything dripping from your penis. Like women, yes, we have discharge all the time, but men should really not have discharge. So if there's any sores, if there's any um, dripping, any yellow, white, really anything. Dripping from the penis is definitely a problem. Um, Burning when you pee, anything like that. Swollen testicles or pain in the testicles, that would be once things have gotten very severe, but there could also be other problems there too. So you definitely want to, anytime you're having severe pain in your testicles, go to the emergency room. Um, So chlamydia and gonorrhea. Gonorrhea is a little bit more likely to cause these symptoms than chlamydia. Really, it's usually an issue of amount of time that the person has had it. And what Courtney was saying, yeah, so the azithromycin is for pills and the injection is ceftriaxone and that treats for, for gonorrhea. Um So we, you know, generally if you're having any symptoms or if you have been told that you have an STD, then pretty much any provider is going to go ahead and treat you. And the thing is, is that it takes a week for it to go away. So you can't have unprotected sex in that week with anybody. And even if it's a person that you're like, you know, I just got it from that person. Why does it matter? Well, Everyone's immune system is a little bit different. Maybe his, you know, your partner, the chlamydia died a day ago, and then he gets yours back, and then you guys keep passing it back and forth. So just no sex for a week. Uh, if anything breaks or flips, then come in and have both of you get to you again.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, we have another caller. And I see we only have thirty six minutes left, so all you um, people who have questions, call me now so we can get your questions answered. We're going to take another call. (laughs) You always make me feel the radio. This is Stacy, caller. Last three digits nine two four. How may I help you? Hello, caller. You're on what make me feel at radio. This is Stacy. Last three digits, 924. Hello? Okay, that caller must have walked away from the phone and just left the phone on and forgot that they had a question. So we'll come back to you, caller, in a few minutes. Um, anything... Courtney
3: or Megan, I left out or that you wanted to say? So I just said something real quick because I was just scrolling on Facebook and I seen this message about how dangerous Depo is to black women. Let me tell you all just one thing. When it comes to birth control, if you're not on birth control or having sex with condoms every time, you're planning to get pregnant. Unless you're using the natural rhythm method where you know exactly when you are relating and you and your partner are that safe, you're planning to get pregnant. No birth control plus no condom equals a planned pregnancy in my mind. So stop letting all this propaganda scare you. Oh, I don't want to try this method because my cousin said that her uncle died because it went through. (laughs) Stop. Just stop. I tell all my patients every day, try the method for yourself. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we'll try something new. But stop letting all this stuff Scare you so much? Birth control has been around since 1960s, and people have been using it since 1960s. Yes, initially when it was first invented and first tested, it was done unethically in different research projects. However, the FDA has done more and more and more and more and more and more research. We go to. Um, conferences every year about birth control methods and things that are changing and people are still doing different research they're trying to invent birth control that works for males they have some advancements but it's not as effective as the methods that we have for females that's why you don't see them on the market yet Try everything for itself. Don't believe all the stuff about, oh, the new brain caused this girl. It was one story. The girl was screaming in her house all day because she was having blood clots. No. When a blood clot goes to your lungs, you die immediately. You don't lay in your apartment and scream about the blood clot in your lungs. You die. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so
3: it's like certain things people put on thinking caps or let's go ask questions. To people who know, yes, my job is providing contraceptive methods. However, if you don't use birth control, I still have a job. I don't have any stake in birth control companies. My goal is to help women and empower you to plan your families, because I honestly believe that all families should be planned. It should not be a matter of, oops, I'm pregnant, and this is an unplanned pregnancy. If you're not protecting yourself against pregnancy, you're planning to get pregnant. I'll step off my soapbox now. (laughs) That's right Dr. Courtney, tell
2: them Look, we have to take responsibility For ourselves, guys You cannot as an adult And if you're having sex In this conversation You're an adult So you have to choose You have to be responsible For what happens There is no uh uh-oh It's 2016 Uh Uh-oh, don't happen anymore If you're having sex and you don't want children, get on birth control. Figure it out. Find one that works for you and stick to it. Or have kids. It's one or the other. There is no uh uh-ohs in 2016. We got to cut it out now, y'all. Like, really, seriously. Enough is enough. If you're having sex, first and foremost, protect yourself because there's too much stuff going on out here. It's way too much stuff going on out here. Protect yourself. Use condoms. I don't really care. No, it don't feel the same, but we're adults. If you want to get it, then you got to wear a condom. It's simple as that. Second thing, get tested. Know your status. Get on birth control. Condoms work, but you know how we play too many games. Oh, it slipped off. Oh, I don't know what happened. No, it's 2016, guys. Wrap up, get tested, get on birth control. Now, if you want children, then you already know what to do. Fly free. But if you don't want children and you don't want to bear the responsibility of having somebody conjoined to your hip for the next 18 years, get on birth control. All right, so I'm off my soapbox too. If we have any more callers, feel free to call us now, 646 929 0630. If you're listening online, I'm sorry I couldn't connect to you guys, but I'm going to keep trying until I get it right So, Hopefully, in the near future, I'll be able to talk back and forth to my online listeners, but for right now, if you have any questions, we only have 30 minutes left, please call 646-929-0630. Um, another announcement. My good girlfriend, Angie, has a show on the same station the first Thursday of every month from 7 to 9, Total Empowerment Radio. She's a great host. She told me everything I know. You have to listen to her. She's awesome. All right. Um. Okay. All right. We getting it popping now. We got two more callers. So we're going to take some calls, y'all. You only got 30 minutes left. If you have a question, call in. Hello? Hi, caller. This is Make Me Feel It Radio. You're on with your host, Stacey. Make Me Feel It. Hi, Stacy. This is Aunt Dorothy. How are you? Hey, Aunt Dorothy. I'm oh, great. How are you? Yeah, I'm just getting into the uh, station, but I heard that you're speaking about contraceptive, birth control, transmitted diseases, and there's yes, one. Ma'am issue that a young gentleman of mine just came into the store and he was speaking about his relationship with his female friend, but the practice that Uh they were doing was he was pulling out and I was letting him know pulling out is really not a safe way for birth control so I don't know if you spoke about that already but can you speak about Uh that's not a safe way of birth control plus you still can transmit the um, STDs that way Absolutely. We did touch on it my, uh, briefly, but we'll have the clinicians go into detail. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah, for they, your call. And they will, Megan um, and Courtney? Yeah, no. Um, they call it pull and pray for
4: a reason. <laughs> it, You know, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, not everybody's so good at pulling out. Um, and come on, everybody knows it feels better to have them come inside, for the girl and the guy. Um, so anyway, nobody really likes doing that. People aren't very good at it. Um, it's Come on, you're in the moment. You know, people, it's hard. So, look, if somebody did it perfectly, if they pulled out every time, and then, you know, it, it can work. I think they say it's about 80% effective. Um, but the thing is, is that even though there's no – sperm in pre-cum, there's sperm in the tract, all right? So where the sperm goes um, from where it gets made out of the penis, there can be sperm in there. So it's one of those things where for to kind of like really work well, that person can't be, you know, ejaculating. Uh, They can only have sex maybe every five days and they have to be Uh, not masturbating, and they have to be really good about pulling out. So in general, I would say that unless it's a religious thing, and, you know, that happens. I mean, if that's, you know, what you absolutely can't use birth control, then that's better than nothing, and I'm happy to teach somebody how to do it. But it is definitely not very effective.
3: And on top of that, it takes away a lot of the sexual pleasure for the male because oftentimes when people do pull and pray, he'll either end up uh, jacking himself off at the end or the girl will give him a hand job at the end. And who really wants that to be what their sexual experience is? Um, it is the, one of the least effective birth control methods that someone could try to use, but it is still listed as a method. Um, I totally discourage it a hundred percent. I feel like if you're gonna pull and pray, you might as well just use the condom. It.
2: All right, have a good thank evening. you. Did they answer your question? All right, thank you for calling. Yes, yeah, they did answer it. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, great. Have a good night. Love you. You too. Love you too. All right, Courtney and we have another caller, so we're gonna take them now. Okay. Carla, with the last three digits, one, five, three, you're on with Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey, Make Me Feel It. Hey, it's Kaleen. How are you? Hi. How are you, Kaleen? I'm glad you got through. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm loving, loving this, uh, your radio station. It is so interesting Thank you and I, just, so I didn't necessarily have a question. I just wanted to
5: call and just give you props and let you know that this is a really important topic
2: specifically for younger people because um, a lot of um, children, children for real, are now starting to have sex and they really don't feel like anything can happen to them. They feel like they're invincible, especially in your early 20s. You feel invincible. And so mm-hmm. I just really applaud you and your, the health professionals for just, you know, explaining and, and letting, and even some 40-, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds don't even realize the implications of, you know, unprotected sex and, and such. So I just wanted to thank you for this, and, and it was very interesting, and I will be listening forever. Thank you so much, Kalee. We love you here. and Make me feel it radio. Right, thank you for right. calling. All right. Good night. Good night. Good. Okay. So Thanks, I, I just three
4: more boxes. Th- Go ahead. No, no. Uh, you guys had your soap boxes, and I don't really have one like that, but I guess I just feel like that a big problem is a lot of women just feel like they don't deserve more, and when it comes to – knowing what they want in bed or knowing if they want to be with men or women or knowing, you know, just being able to feel like they can say, no, you have to use a condom or yes, you need to go get tested. I think one of our, you know, biggest problems is that people just don't think enough of themselves to make sure that happens. And so I think that's kind of like a very important um, build on topic from this is that, you know, before you even think about having sex, you need to be able to respect yourself and to be able to, and, and if that's not the case, then that's, what, you know, why we're here and I would, you know, everybody makes mistakes and we all know that, but um, to really try to make our young women feel like they are worthy of, you know, protecting themselves and that they don't have to oh. just, they don't need love so much that they need to have sex without protection.
2: All right? That is very important. And here at Make Me Feel It Radio, I try to empower, I try to inspire, I try to motivate. Having sex and being intimate with someone, it starts with you. You set the precedent on how people treat you. So I'm going to need you, before you start having sex, to experiment with yourself. Become one with yourself. Get to know yourself find out what you like what you don't like and how you like it so that way when you experience sex with whoever whether it's man whether it's woman that's your prerogative i'm not here to judge but once you get to that point you can always feel comfortable in saying okay you need to wear a condom and not feel like uh okay um you going to wear a condom? And if he say no, then you're going to, uh, well, okay. No, no, no. If you don't wear a condom, we ain't fucking. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. Become. It's called self-esteem. It's called being in self-control. It's control. So if you don't want all the headaches that come with not being protected and possibly getting pregnant or possibly getting the STD, you have to speak up. You have to become one with yourself, and you have to be – in control of the moment. There is no, oh my God, it just happened. No, it does not just happen. You are in control of it. So take control. Make him wear a condom. If you're not married, if you're in a monogamous relationship, do you. But be secure in yourself to say what you like, what you don't like, what you need to get done, how you need it to get done, and and become okay with it. All right, so Next question: As we get older, for some of my, our older people on here, it don't get wet like it's supposed to, or like you think it's supposed to, or like you, it did um, ten years ago. So, what do you, what do you say to those people who the box ain't juicy that much no more? What, what we what, what we what we supposed to do with them people? So,
3: so for the dry boxes. We're getting medication <laughs> to fix it. So uh, estrogen replacement is something that women need when they get older and begin to go through menopause. They don't necessarily have to take pills every day if they don't want to. They're all kind of products out to fix the box, from creams <laughs> that you can use to pills you can take to sprays you can spray. Just go to your gynecologist and be open and honest. Just say, hey, look, that. It don't feel like it used to. It ain't working like it used to. He humping me to death. I feel like it's on fire. Help me fix it. Because people can fix it. But the only way we fix it is if we tell us. It's not something to be embarrassed about. Even if you're not older, sexual dysfunction is real, even in younger women. So if you find that you are having sex and you're like, I don't think this should really feel like this. I'm not getting as wet. I'm not really into this the way I should They just came out of the market with Viagra for women because it's a real problem, a real psychological issue. I tell people all the time, some of my patients are like, well, um, it used to get a lot wetter when we were first together, but now not so much. And I asked him, I said, think about it. Are you into it the way you used to be into it? And they're like, no, I mean, it's regular. It's the same. Well, it's time for you to have a conversation with him about stepping this game up. Maybe y'all need to try something new. Go to your local Home Depot. Get a whole bunch of plastic. Create a flip and slide in the bedroom with baby oil. Just do different stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, just right up now. Up that's what I'm talking about. Like, get creative. Tell him, no, that don't work for me no more. I need you to dress up like this, wear this. Follow me home. Let's act like we you trying to pick me up while we ride down the street or something and I tell you come over my house. Do something different. Get yourself there. Because sex for women is more mental than physical. Whereas men, it's a physical response. The blood goes to their penis, their penis get hard, they have the desire to ejaculate. Women, we need a little more work sometimes. So just You gotta preheat the oven, men. You have to (laughs) preheat the oven. But women, you have to know what kind of heat you need. Everybody ain't got the same kind of knobs. So if he playing with oh, you your body, you right. like, and you like, no, I need you to lick my clitoris. Tell him that. Lick my clitoris. Don't touch my boobs. That don't work for me. Know what you need. Um, that's what I'm talking.
2: That's why you won't make me feel it, radio. Cause we here to make you feel it. We are here for you. No matter what your problem is, we here for you. We have resources. We have clinicians to walk you through it, whatever your problem is if you don't feel comfortable with calling this show and I can't chat with you online, feel free to send me an email I can connect you with the clinicians and they can help you out stacy l ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com that's s t a c y the letter l ferguson f e r g u s o n seven seven at gmail dot com okay now. For for the our community who likes a little bit of this and a little bit of that, what, okay, now the clinician part, we're going to put that on the back burner. Now that's just <laughs> my friends who happen to be clinicians. All right. So we see all these people who are doing threesomes. Two girls and a guy, two guys and a girl, three girls three guys, however you want to do it. Do you have an opinion? Do you have some signs that we need to watch out for? Do you have any anything that you want to contribute or to say that we need to have in our mind, in the back of our mind, in our subconscious?
3: My only caveat is that everybody gets tested. That's number one on my list. Everybody gets tested. Because I see so many people who didn't get tested, and now we don't know who had the chlamydia in the threesome. We don't know who had the HIV in the threesome. Just get tested. And if that's what you want to do, have at it. But know your status and know the status of everybody involved first.
4: That is a very good point. Good point. Um, I will definitely admit to being on the side of not even – okay, I'm not a clinician anymore on this one, Cole. Did <laughs> um, <laughs> there – there are relationships polyamory or um where you or swingers all right so there's people that are married or committed to each other yet they're still okay with having other people involved i honestly think it's up to as long as everyone's on the same page i mean uh-huh. i guess you know yeah HIV is a big one. We can't get rid of that one. Now, chlamydia, gonorrhea, you know, I mean, the whole, the the, the old wisdom is, is that you can only have sex with one person and then you get tested and you have sex with another person. Well, in some relationships, that's just not happening. And as much as I'd want to be a good clinician and say that should happen, I, I know that's not always the truth and it wasn't always happened with me. So I think it's like as long as everyone's agreed on and there's open communication and, you know, people are at least getting tested somewhat regularly and if something happens – you know, everyone just goes and gets treated, you know, that would be the ideal. But I mean, the best thing you can do is try to know and it's agreed upon ahead of time, you know, who's all involved and who has what, and try to avoid these things when you're drunk or high or, you know, something else. Um, these are the ones that can go badly. And the, I think the biggest thing about threesomes is do it because you want to and make sure everyone involved is doing it because they want to. When when someone's involved because, they are trying to do what their boyfriend wants, and they don't really want to. Uh-huh. It can lead to uh-huh. all kinds of jealousy. It's like playing with fire. Uh-huh. So it can be great, but it can also, you know, heighten everybody's jealousy. And I think too often when people don't think through it, then it can be a really bad experience. Um, but it can be fabulous for people that, you know, are like, yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with this. and um, And I think that takes a lot of comfort and a lot of knowing who you are. So I just think that, you know, as long as you are aware of the risks and you're kind of, you know, communicating, then, hey, anything's possible.
2: All right. Thank you guys for your answers, and thank you for being so candid. Okay, now the next question. Since I don't have anyone calling in, I'm reading people's mind and just asking questions that I think you guys want to know. Now, next question. Here in Baltimore, we have a couple of Or swingers, for lack of a better word, institutions where people go to get their groove on, to get their freak on, to do what they do. Now, since I've never actually been to one, in my mind, I'm just thinking okay, when you walk in, (laughs) are there going to be rooms with just people just? I mean, okay. How do I feel safe or comfortable? Am I just gonna go in a room and it's gonna be a bed and it's already people that then already did it on the bed? Can I take my own sheet? I mean, what? I mean, like it's like it's too much in my head and I'm not. I can't enjoy myself because I'm thinking too hard. What would you I, I think it's say to someone is that? <laughs> Thinking about it, but not quite sure if that's what they want to do.
3: But they carry. Go go visit.
2: Yes, a
4: very good point. Every every place is different now. There's lots of private parties, and then you, you who knows? I mean, I think some of the clubs that you're talking about, um, like they do change the sheets between people, or there's options for sheets, or I'm sure you could bring your own sheets. Um, Now, and in, in other situations, it's a room, and people are all doing it together. And it, the various things, it depends. I mean, there's legal laws in D.C. and Maryland, so, like, can actual sex acts happen in public? I think technically not in Maryland, but you have private parties and anything can happen. So I, it probably just depends on what you are comfortable with. And uh, any reputable group or person there should not be drugs and alcohol going on there because people are not going to make clear decisions so that is one good thing to look out for you know if people are and there should be people kind of um like bouncers or whatever safety people and there should be set Mm -hmm. words and all that stuff so if you're going into anything like that you need to you know make sure that you're you're not going in drunk or high and that you are you know going to a place where people are not allowing that because that does not create a safe environment.
2: Okay, okay. Now, if we're meeting someone and we're dating them, and in the real world, I know a lot of people don't date before they get busy. They go out for drinks. (laughs) They feel in each other. It's called make me feel radio. I'm feeling you. You feeling me. We feeling each other. We're going to do the damn thing. Now, is it appropriate? I'm not going to say, is it appropriate? Because what I might think is appropriate might not be somebody else's thing is appropriate. But when you have sex with somebody for the first time, should you give them a once-over? Am I supposed to look like, pull your pants down and let me look at it. I need to see from the front to the back what's going on before we go any further than that. Or for men, or for women, however... As far as the JJ, am I? Well, it won't be me because I don't really like girls like that. But I'm just saying, if I liked girls, am I supposed to open it up and look at it first? What would y'all you suggest can. as a clinician? <laughs>
4: I would say you you certainly can, but a lot of the stuff you cannot tell at all. I mean, if there's some crazy sores down there, and I think that, you know, we should try to love our bodies and, and, and not have sex in total darkness. Um, so, yeah, there's some things that could be a problem, any kind of open sore or blister or rash or something. You know, like, now, a lot of things can be normal, but it's worth asking them. You know, they should know what's going on with their own body. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that, Chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, trick. There's going to be no symptoms or no obvious signs, so you got to get tested regardless, and you have to ask them where they've been and if they've been tested.
2: All right, Courtney. Any suggestions? Any concerns?
3: Any? I mean, I agree with Megan. There? Unless you look at it and it's like leaking and oozing, or <laughs> you have have vagina and it's different <laughs> color stuff coming out of it. I would um run for the hills, like shorty sure, need to get that chat. <laughs> but nine times out of the, out of ten, you're not going to take time to examine it. So the best thing to do is just at least at minimum grab a condom. Like y'all don't even know each other like that. Uh hmm mm-hmm. I tell people you gotta you gotta care about your life. There's some stuff out here I can help you get rid of. There's other stuff I can't. So when I have young girls especially, or even older women, and they say, um, well, they haven't unprotected sex with their partner. And I say, well, how long y'all been together? And they be like, um, like, um, three months. And I look at them. I say, so do you trust him with your life? And they look at me crazy like, huh? Y'all been together three months. You haven't unprotected sex with him, so you trust him with your life. And they like, what you mean? Well, it's stuff he can give uh-huh. you that change your whole life. And I ain't even mm-hmm. talking about HIV. I, I have more patients mm-hmm. with herpes than HIV who sit in my office and cry and moan and have to call me every three months for refills on their Valtrex. And now they having the worst outbreak of their life. You trust him to change your life. And they like, mm-hmm. I never thought about it that way. But well, that's how you need to think about it. Sex can be life-changing. Whether it's a baby yeah. or something or something else you're catching. Sex can change mm-hmm. your life. It's all fun and
2: games till your ass start itching. It ain't funny no more.
6: I'm going to need you to wear
2: condoms. Nobody telling jokes. No, no. It's funny now because it ain't me. But it's not so funny if it was me. I'm going to need you guys to wear condoms. I'm going to need you guys to strap it up. I'm going to need you guys to get tested. I'm going to need you guys to find the resources that's in your area there are plenty of resources in your area for no income or low income, even for people who have insurance and it's not covered under your insurance. Find out where the resources are. If you are in the Baltimore area, feel free to email me, seven seven at com. I can connect you with who you need to be connected with. This is Make Me Feel It Radio. I'm going to inspire. I'm going to motivate. I'm going to put some things in your mind that you did not think about before because these are the things I need you to be aware of. Everyone's having sex. Everyone that's adults are having sex. I'm not going to say everyone, but you get what I'm saying. And, yes, it can be a wonderful, marvelous thing, but there are also some downfalls to having sex that I need you to be aware of. In order for us to change the community, in order for us to change the world, it all starts with us. We have to change our minds. We have to be confident. We have to, if you don't think something is right, it don't feel right, I'm going to need you to not be scared to say, whoa, 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 stop. Mm I'm not feeling this. I, I apologize. I thought I was feeling it, but I changed my mind. You have a right to change your mind. Yeah, he's going to be mad. But, hey, I'd rather you be safe than sorry. I'd rather you not be walking down the hallway to the bathroom in your house uh, next week and a condom out. I need you to be aware of these things. So this is Make Me Feel Radio. We have six minutes left. If you have a question and you have not pushed one yet, This is your last six minutes to push one to get your question answered by clinicians. Please do not just sit and let things happen. Let stuff build up. You don't know where to turn. Send me an email if you don't feel comfortable with pushing one. If you have a question, push one. We're going to help you out. We're going to guide you in the right direction. If you wanna advertise or make me feel it radio, send me an email. Stacy L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. If you wanna be a part of our Sunday notices and announcements, if you have an event coming up, email me Stacy L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. Once Megan finishes getting her um house up and running, if you need some cakes, baked, <laughs> Hit me up, Stacy L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. If you want to see Miss Courtney, and you like the way she talks, you like Stephanie, and you want them to be your clinician. If you like Megan, and you want her to be clini- your clinician, email me, Stacy L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. I'll get you connected to who you need to be connected with. We're here for you. We're here to make you feel it. Whatever the problem is, we're going to talk about it. We're going to put some things out in the air so that you are aware of it. Don't forget, April cleanup, April the 23rd, if you're in Baltimore City, call 311 so you can register. If you're not in Baltimore City, because I have listeners all over the world, call your call your mayor's office from your local mayor, Get on their email list so that they can start sending you weekly or monthly emails about what's going on in your area. And if you don't have a clean-up day, tell them, Baltimore has a clean-up day. It's April the 23rd. I need you to call their man, find out what they did so y'all can work it out down here. This is not your mama's talk show. This is a movement. So I need you guys to move some things. Courtney Megan, thank you so much
3: for being on the show. Anything, last and final words? I would say we talked a lot about condom use, but there is a time and place to not use a condom. I tell my patients all the time because they were be looking at me like, you keep saying condoms, condoms, condoms. You use condoms? Well, no, ma'am. Me and my husband been together 10 years, married for eight of them. I don't. He'd look at me like I lost my mind if I came in here like, here, boo, put this on. So, it comes a time where you can negotiate with your partner that condoms aren't for you guys anymore, but it should be a decision that you make and not a decision that someone else makes for you.
2: Good point. Very good point.
3: Good point.
4: My only last thing is that we all know mistakes happen anyway, and I just, you know, like that. There are. We're lucky we live in a state where we have all of our reproductive rights. Um, and just as women, we all need to stand up for those and realize that there are crazy people in the world that want to take them away. And whether we mess up or, you know, just we're confused or, or who – like, I don't think there's any, you know – wrong or right reason if it's up to a woman to decide if they want to have a child or not and we all need to remember too that you know those (laughs) those rights are um, being trying to be taken away from us so we all need to stand up for that we all have to stand up for a woman's right to
3: choose
2: yes even the men you need to stand up for your woman's right to choose so thank you for an awesome show guys you are the greatest and i am forever grateful for you agreeing to share your time with us, because time is one of the things that you cannot get back. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for inspiring. Thank you for motivating. Thank you for giving us the lowdown about sex. If there's any questions, guys, that I did not answer that you still need answers to, feel free to email me. I can get you connected with either one of these beautiful ladies that will um, on the show today thank you again for tuning in to make me feel it radio this is your host stacy and be blessed we will see you next sunday from 7 to 9 p.m and we'll have a great show then also thanks again megan thanks again courtney and thanks again stephanie you've been great and this is the end of our show for tonight we thank you thank you thank you thank you and we hope you enjoyed yourself Have a great night, and be blessed. Thank you, Courtney and Megan. I love you all. Thank (laughs) you. Love you
0: too. He learned to pitch in your backyard. Now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school champion pairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now at WorkShip. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that were even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
6: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
7: Do I have to say? Yes, you do.